Ah, oh, for Christ's sake, Anakin. Hello and welcome to episode 37 of For Christ's Sake, Anakin. It's 37. It's not old. There's a good Monty Python reference for you. I'm your host, Matthew Neugebauer, coming to you live to air from a sunny, hot, humid suburban Toronto, Ontario, Canada on this August 12th, 2018. In Churchland, it is the 12th Sunday after Pentecost. Uh, yet still able to podcast on a Sunday morning while I go to church at night. <laughs> the liberty of the layperson. See how long I can enjoy that. Um, going to hopefully be going to a church in town that uh, has a nice Eucharist and then dinner afterwards. Good community feel going on there. Um, joined as always by my handy cup of water. Oh yeah. And R2-D2. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, he's excited, he's concerned, because uh, a bit of a different episode for you today, uh, a bit of a, a pers- more personal reflection, maybe, on um, how am I Star Warsing this this week, and how have I been Star Warsing this past week? Well, the answer to that, and this is spurred in this, this episode, is not much. I, um, you know, the, the thing that comes up in uh, Star Wars fandom is this thing called Star Wars Fatigue. Do employees of Lucasfilm get it? And they always say no. <laughs> um, I don't know if fans do. I think maybe the reason they ask the question is that sometimes they do. Uh, here's my confession for you right now. I, I do sometimes get Star Wars fatigue. I think that has to do with vocation and uh, what, what what am I hoping for with Star Wars versus what am I doing during the day regularly in my Star Wars fandom listening to podcasts, um, and so what, you know, and, and, and I'm calling it hope and fatigue because kind of building on a bit of what I was talking about last week about millennial hope and how, how we want to be part of something bigger than ourselves, and I'm not in any way denying that Star Wars doesn't represent that, but it represents that. It isn't, uh, I mean, it, it has become this great fandom that I am a part of that this podcast hopefully can hopefully is contributing to. Um, but sometimes I just get the feeling that, that I want something a little more. So what, what happened, I guess this past few weeks. Uh, so I, I got back from Regina. Um, you know, that month was all world cup, all soccer, all, all the time with a little bit of, Stuff thrown in the comics. I'm going to be reading, catching up on the comics this week. I, I did read the, some of the comics and a bit of the, watched this an episode of the Star Wars show. Um, but uh, when I got back, I got a, I got a, a full time temp job for the month, and for the first two weeks on the way there, I'd be listening to Full of Sith. I'd be listening to Force Center. I'd be definitely watching uh, Collider Jedi Council. The, the, my usual. My usual suspects, right? Uh, um, but I began to feel, okay, that's great. I, I love those things, love listening to those things. But also wanting uh, a little more theology and a little more spirituality just to to uh, suffuse my day with something that, yeah, I don't know, maybe more more grounded in spiritual life because my job was is you know 
records and, you know, the, the usual temp job thing. So I realized, okay, I, I need to actually look up some good theology podcasts and, and spirituality podcasts and uh, get to finishing reading. If you, I recommend this, wherever, whoever you are, uh, Stanley Hauerwas's memoir, Hannah's Child. Very interesting. Actually going to be the first book I end up reading by Stanley Hauerwas, oddly enough. He's a, and if you don't know who he is, he is a, a uh, an ethicist theologian. By on September tenth, he, he right puts this writes this in, in his memoir. Uh, he w- was named by Time Magazine as America's greatest theologian. He was none too happy about that. Anyway, so I got to got to reading that a little bit. Um, of course, having the Star Wars stuff interspersed here and there, but just it was just a lighter touch. And I realized because my my temp job was with dealing with records and, and it wasn't very intellectually engaging. What I find is when I'm, when I was in school, when I'm working in a church, I find I do go to Star Wars for rest, for relaxation, what it provides. And this is, this gets at what I was getting at last week. It does provide this, uh, you know, life beyond the here and now in a lot of ways. It does, you know, the fandom itself, the themes do point to a hope beyond, uh, beyond just myself and something bigger than myself. Right. I mentioned how Luke is that great hero. Ray also very much, uh, you know, these are the beginning of her first steps. Right. And, and she, you know, talk about this in, in, the theology of the last Jedi when it's you know, a lot about baptism, how she also steps out and she's bound. She, I mean, she wants to stay put unlike Luke and she instead counteracts that and says, no, I'm not going to stay put. Finally, at least at the end of the, <laughs> the last Jedi, I'm not going to stay put. I'm going to commit to this resistance and be the next Jedi so she's definitely also very much a hero for our age, being part of something bigger than herself, but also being included in that. It, the Over the last week, I did get to thinking back on on my episodes, and this may be a bit more of a rogue episode, even though it's going to be within the continuity. It might be, might be a little shorter. Um, I began to thinking about, okay, did I talk about hope and Christian hope clearly enough. And, I, and just to reiterate, I talked about, okay, the thing bigger than ourselves, loving each other, caring for others, being part of this family, this community. Stanley Harros, his whole thing is is about how friendships have made his life possible, is the, is the phrase he uses. Friendships, I think we can all, if you know, we're all healthy, <laughs> adjusted adults, and even as kids... Teenagers, yes, uh, and I don't want you to stop and think about that for a second. You know how friendships have made your life possible. How friendships have made your life have made the life of Star Wars characters possible, right? You notice how that's the funny thing about even people the critique of the Phantom Menace, for example. There's no single protagonist. 
Well, the critique, you could, you could say that about just about every Star Wars film. There's always been a big three. And we don't necessarily get to see much of their friendship on screen. That's the thing about Clone Wars, for example, is uh, there was this whole little bit of a thing the other day on, I think, on the Collider fan group, Facebook group, how we don't see much of Obi-Wan and Anakin's friendship. We see that in Clone Wars all throughout. <laughs> we see more of Anakin and Padme's relationship throughout. These relationships actually, and, and what Haros means there, you know, just to continue my thought, these relationships are actually what make our characters act in the way they do. It motivates them to act of selflessness, acts of courage, motivates Anakin to uh, act of horrendous evil, right? That's the thing I was thinking about this before is um, his attempt to control uh, Padme's destiny becomes the most important thing in the world. His attempt, you know, and so the fact that he can't anymore because he thinks he's killed her, um, <laughs> it, it, yeah, it, it destroys him. It makes his absence, you could say Padme's absence, makes Anakin's life impossible uh, you know, when you know, <laughs> for the Revenge of the Sith. So, um, and then an interesting thing, how, uh, you know, just thinking also how, you know, from the moment Vader hears, finds out he's had a son, you know, he, and there's nothing that matters more to him than, uh, you know, what finding Luke and, Vader wants to turn him and be, make him his apprentice and use him to overthrow the Emperor. We know that. Uh, what, of course, ends up happening is that Luke's presence makes Anakin's life possible again. Restores him, returns him. And so, it's been good to think about, about that, uh, especially as, you know, I mean, urban life is hard making friendships in this life in this world especially as millennials it can be difficult and especially if you live <clears throat> live in a big city like i do um you know making these connections but to, to prize those friendships as as your life beyond yourself and family is is the big theme right so i mean you know that's the thing about how i was living i was staying with my brother and, and sister-in-law for the month i mean that was a wonderful time with family and then, you know, being able to live in the same city with my, as my parents right now. Again, cherishing that time because of me. Are there any two people who've made your life possible more than your parents? No. <laughs> by, by at least natural procreation. So that, that's an aspect of hope that, uh, Star Wars does get to for the next aspect of hope. I'm going to take a water break. My throat's still feeling kind of dry. Take a water break. Here's some R2. Alright. So the one thing I didn't... I wasn't able to recall well enough, I think. And I can, I'm my own worst critic on these things. Is what is Christian hope specifically? And how does that relate to Star Wars? How does that... Is this distinct from Star Wars... How does that relate to what millennial hope is? Christian hope, like everything to do with being Christian, is 
centered on at least ought to be and, I, and that's you know the, the 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 ideal here in our mindset ought to be centered on who Jesus Christ is it's kind of a, a counterintuitive thing where you know there, there's this our, our hope in something dynamic as in what things happen and turn out to be is rooted in something that we think is static we think that God coming to us in his son as just, you know, is this thing where he can sit down or lie down in this manger as a baby or lie down in the back of the back of the boat while the storm's going on and that that's meant to be good enough and that's the source of our hope. In a way, that's true, right? In a way, if you think of it in terms of just how the word taking on flesh, how God becoming a human being and therefore taking all of humanity into himself. That That is our hope and that is our salvation. Right? When you talk about Christians being saved, especially when St. Paul talks about being saved, he talks about being in Christ and, and being receiving the that reality that God has come to us in Jesus Christ and has taken us into him. So that seems dynamic, but really, sorry, it seems static. It seems, here's a fancy word, ontological, as in just being. Augustine has a, the, this great famous phrase, God is ever ancient and ever new. Um, God, you know, yes, is at perfect rest is another thing. Augustine says God can just be the ancient Israelites understood God as I am who I am he doesn't have to do or be anything other than himself but being himself is I mean the, the Christian claim yeah, the, the Jewish claim too but the Christian claim spells this out being God being himself is being perfect love between Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Right? Perfectly moving towards and seeking the welfare of the other. So when I talked about being before about how we long to seek be, be part of something bigger than ourselves, where that comes from, for a Christian at least, is that, I mean, nothing's bigger than God, but that God is always seeking the welfare of us and of the other. And not only does he seek it, but he accomplishes it. And he already has accomplished it in the person of Jesus Christ. So what that means, funny enough, is this crazy belief that things actually will turn out all right in the end. Not because we've necessarily made it so, not because we're going to figure it out one day, as Gene Roddenberry you know, really, really pushed, really stressed, but because it already has been figured out. It has been, we have been reconciled to God. And so what that means is whether we, you know, our, our triumphs and our successes they come from God 
our failures and our suffering and our loss. It's not necessarily, and I've talked about this in, in my theodicy episodes here, it's not that God wills people to suffer. God wills people to experience loss. It's that suffering and loss, God can take that and say, okay, this is how one way in which in our broken world can point to the meaning of these real relationships when we lose someone, right? That pain we feel is an expression of our love for someone else, right? That that in itself then shows the goodness of our, our, our fellowship and our friendships and our, our bonds. Uh, you think, I mean, I, I, just thinking about failure and suffering, I mean, that's the thing. I mean, thinking about Yoda getting it wrong and then getting it right. About Yoda and the whole Jedi institution being so dead set against attachments, right? And and how actually, in a way, Anakin trying to be self-justifying on that transport with Padme, saying they're encouraged to love. In a way, he's right in that these attachments are actually a powerful way in which we can seek to do good in the world because there, because it's way of submitting to the will of the force. And this is, this is the thing is I've said this before, right? That the closest parallel, maybe other than Anakin's virgin birth and all that, the closest parallel I see is how the will of the force isn't some, balance isn't some sort of bipartisan balance between light and dark right that the balance of the force itself isn't between light and dark it's seeking the light as the the again seeking the welfare of the other for the flourishing of life and for the life of the other person and and not just the life of the other person but the life of the whole together How does that relate? So that's the thing is it, it points to, at least for in my mind, the will of the force points to, and, and the, you know, the virgin birth of Anakin together points to, this is a great parallel, the way God has redeemed the world through his son. That even our, our failures and our losses can be seen as also, you know, being part of Christ's own suffering on the cross. If we've failed <laughs> but done what we thought was the right thing and continually seeking correction and uh, growth, right? I mean, that's precisely why Yoda sees such the need, the need to pass on what you have learned. I, I mean, oh, it's my favorite scene in the whole Last Jedi. You know, strength, master, yes. But weakness, failure. Yes, failure, the greatest teacher. Weakness, I mean, what does weakness count as? Weakness is simply an awareness of our vulnerability. That can be a very powerful thing to pass on, to teach. And the awareness of our vulnerability and awareness of our weakness is a type of strength, right? It's the ability to say, 
I need you. I need your help. We can't do this together. We're all called. Oh, sorry, we can't do this alone. We're all called into something greater than ourselves. At the heart of the Christian hope is, is this moment where God himself becomes weak to make us strong. That the, the crucifixion of Christ is the sign that the darkest, most terrifying prospect of loss can still become you know, a place of God's redemption. Right. And so where we can be hopeful in that, and that's the thing, is, is yeah, we're not necessarily called to always say, oh, this plan is going to work out fine. We're not always called to say, going to say, be able to say, uh, you know, if I only I figure this thing out, it'll come to pass. It'll be turn out all right. We're not, certainly not called to say things are going to be happy and fun all the time. But what we can say is, as Christians at least, is that in the depths, you know, the valley of the shadow of death, even there you are with me. Your rod and your staff, your rod, you know, Psalm 23, interpreting it in, in light of, what Jesus has done, the rod, the rod that actually struck Christ, your staff, oh, yank, <laughs> airing sheep off the from off the way. That that whole thing is is a shepherd would, you know, the sheep would would have you know, our shepherd would be leading whole flock of sheep, and some of them go left or right, and, and the shepherd needs to grab the staff and yank them in. That's why it's called a crozier is. A curved thing to yank the sheep in. Jesus Christ, the good shepherd, is with us and has suffered with us and rose again. <laughs> and so that is at the center of Christian hope. I think the reason that this has come up recently again is I knew going into this temp job I would be my days, my hours would be fairly dry, kind of boring. Hasn't turned out necessarily to be the case. The job is job has been okay. Um, it's been more interesting than other other temp jobs. Um, yeah, I've been able to listen to music lots. Yeah, listening to those theology podcasts and Star Wars podcasts and whatnot. But I needed to be reminded that. Uh, you know, uh, 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 to, be, to maintain a spirituality and uh, a hopefulness that's more grounded. I don't know. Part of it is I was just feeling, you know what, I, I need to actually return to this a little bit more. Um, thankfully, I you know, it doesn't have to go on forever. And it, and it isn't a matter of, oh, I've got to be holy and shun Star Wars fandom. I mean, <laughs> that's ridiculous, right? Not going to do that. But I do find that sometimes, it, it, yeah, sometimes if, you know, I'm not, or sometimes if I've gone to Star Wars fandom for that fundamental hopefulness, it just hasn't been enough sometimes. So, uh, yeah, I, I, you know, again, if I've, when I've been in school working in church, then it's been neat to 
take some time out of my day. So, have a bowl of water. Help me, Obi-Wan Kenobi. You're my only help. Yeah, that's perfect, right? <laughs> um, you know, the, the will of the Force bringing all things to their completion and fulfillment. The will of God bringing all things to their completion and fulfillment. The particularity of who God is in Christ is our source of hope because, again, the world has been redeemed already. In Star Wars, yeah, it, it's there. It's just under the surface, right? What Leia says, Leia calling, getting Obi-Wan in, uh, leads, of course, she doesn't even know this. Leia and, and Bale don't know that Obi-Wan necessarily wants, <laughs> thinks Luke is the chosen one or isn't so concerned about that, concerned about the Death Star and the great sign of despair and control. Fear, bringing the system starts in line. Um, that this, interestingly enough, this great symbol, the Death Star, in a way represents optimism. <laughs> I know that's kind of an odd thing to say, but optimism, understood this way, is not a good thing. Optimism is our attempt to control the future outcome by our technology and by our plans. I think, okay, again, I've said this already in this podcast, you know, this episode, if we build a massive super laser and threaten <laughs> these planets and with, with extinction, they're not going to rise up against us. We're going to have peace because of order. And the, the this is the underbelly, right? That so much of our attempts to bring peace is through a, a technological economic order that actually doesn't allow for the freedom of you know, of communities to basically pursue lives bigger than themselves. Right. I am a bad social democrat. I didn't intend to get into politics here, but I'm a bad social democrat in that, yeah, I think you know, state regulation, state programs, government programs are the best we've got. But the hope is that communities can one day sustain themselves and be connected. Uh, and technology and, and it, you know transportation have been source of inter interconnectedness, and that can be good. But if it's a matter of control and of plans... You know this common reason that doesn't simply just doesn't exist. Then optimism definitely very quickly turns into despair. Whereas, you know, just looking at my my Qui Gon Black series model. I mean, again, be mindful of the living force. Right, submit to the way the force sustains life. Through death and new life. That is the hope that even spurs Jin or so, whether or not she knows it too much, the hope that spurs Luke, the hope that spurs Ray, the hope that kept Obi Wan going through, through and beyond impossible situations. 
that you know there was a plan. It's not necessarily our plan, <laughs> but uh, you know, I mean that that great message we see in I believe in in Rebels and in the uh, the New Dawn novel, we actually get to hear what Obi Wan's message was to in the to the the in the Jedi Temple when he tells them to not come to the Jedi Temple. It's the trap, all right? It says trust the Force. Almost to say, don't necessarily even trust your own. Trust, don't trust the institution of the Jedi because it just doesn't exist anymore. Trust in the Force, band together, get through this these dark times. So that's where my mind went today. <laughs> um, hopefully, that was helpful to you. Hopefully that preach to you in in the right way on this Sunday morning. <laughs> I know this has been a bit of a shorter episode, but hopefully I also have more to talk about soon. As I, uh, I I will finish Thorn Alliances this week. It will be I mentioned before, you know, Vader's life, Anakin's life being impossible without Padme becoming Vader, Vader wanting to turn Luke, but Luke making Anakin's life possible again. That's food for thought as I finish Throne Alliances, where I wonder how it, I'm still halfway through, I wonder how it's going to address this question of, this perennial question that's been underneath this podcast this whole time is, are Anakin and Vader the same person, the same character? Which way, what ways are they the same? What ways are they different? I think Timothy Zahn has set out to at least pose that question for us through Thrawn's very analytical mind. So that has been episode 37 of For Christ's Sake Anakin, and a bit of a shorter episode this week. If, you, if you're interested in this, uh, in what you heard, let me know at NUG485 on Twitter. Get, uh, request a follow on Instagram at MNUG1138. Thanks for listening. May the peace and hope of Christ be with you. And may the Force be with you always.